What's going on, everyone? It's Andrew from EMT Life Podcast, and welcome back. I hope everyone had a great week and is looking forward to this weekend. Today, I'm going to talk about patients that are either in law enforcement custody or patients you might transport from a prison. This topic was sent in by Elijah on Instagram. He wanted to hear some experiences and maybe some tips on dealing with them. Uh, So Elijah, thank you for bringing up this topic. As always, if you have any questions, you can message me on Instagram at EMT underscore life underscore podcast, and I'll always answer. I'm I'm down to talk with you about any subject. Uh, I like to I like to be engaged, and you guys are have always been doing a fantastic job about that. So I want to thank you for that. With all that said, let's get into it. So working in EMS, you work side by side with the fire department and law enforcement all the time. Uh, we get called out for law enforcement assists very frequently. Sometimes it's serious, and a lot of the times, if the person's in custody, they just want to delay the inevitable, which is them ultimately going to jail. Really, you never know what you're going to get when you show up to a law enforcement scene, but you know most of the time, the officer or deputy, they use their judgment to see if the su- subject uh, really needs EMS. But of course, law enforcement have their own set of protocols that they need to follow. So most of the time it ends up, they have to call us and we take the patient anyway. I also work in a county where there's a jail in it. So we do transports out of the jail too. And we also do transports from law enforcement scenes, obviously. Uh, but both of those, those things have a different set of protocols that either the um, deputy or the jailer, they have to follow themselves. Uh, you're going to realize that if they're being transported out of a jail, those guys are actually pretty cool and they're pretty chill. So the inmates, they really don't throw a fuss about anything and they sit back, you know, relax, um, gives them a little break from, from the jail. However, if we go to a law enforcement scene and we end up transporting from scene, you, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, so really, there's, there's two options that the officer or deputy have. Option number one is they get to ride in with us. Option two, and they prefer option two a lot more, is they handcuff the patient to the stretcher and the officer is going to follow behind in his squad car. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'm also just going to always continue to say it, but your safety is the first priority. If things go south, even though the patient might be handcuffed to the stretcher, just pull over, and that cop that's following you, they're most likely going to beat you into the back of the ambulance uh, before you can even get out of the driver's seat because that just signifies that there's something wrong and that cop's going to really, he's going to, you know, that adrenaline is going to start going and and he's going to get back there and do what he needs to do. Uh, But all in all, when transporting a patient in custody, 
it's pretty safe and nothing really happens. I mean, 90% of the time, nothing's ever going to happen and they're just going to accept it. But like I've said before, when you get complacent, that's when things go bad. So never get complacent, uh, excuse me, complacent. You should always be thinking about your safety, not only on scene, but in the back of the ambulance as well. Um, just, we have one of those jobs where things can change in the blink of an eye and, and we just have to be prepared for that. With all that said, it's story time. The sheriff's office arrested this man for domestic violence and the guy ran away from scene. But once the cops caught up to him, you know, they put him in cuffs and they told him what he was being charged with. And of course, as soon as he heard what he was being charged with, he had a sudden onset of chest pain and a sudden onset of shortness of breath. We get on scene. He's sitting on the ground, talking to the cops, you know, hands cuffed behind his back like usual. He's surrounded by like five deputies, four or five deputies. We hook him up to our monitor. His SPO2's at like 100%. His blood pressure is way better than mine. And he shows normal sinus rhythm on the monitor. His heart rate was a little elevated, but that's expected seeing as he just got done running from the cops. This guy is pretty much perfect. Uh, but as soon as we tell the cops, yeah, you know, we don't need, we don't need to take him to the hospital. Uh, you guys can just take him to jail. He goes unresponsive and I'll put air quotes around the unresponsive. So at that point, we're just like, all right, whatever. We'll take him to the hospital, throw him on the stretcher. We do a sternal rub and, and you can see his face. He kind of like, like winces or grimaces. I mean, and that shows us that he felt it. So when transporting per our protocol, we cannot have their hands behind their back. Uh, and that's because if something does happen, we have to do chest compressions or whatever. We need a, a good uh, flat plane to, to do compressions on. And it's also not safe for the patient uh, if we get into a wreck or something like that. So... The cops remove the handcuffs from behind, and you could you could see as soon as he unlocked the handcuff on one of his arms, he he opens his eyes and he tenses up like he was he was trying to plan an escape. But he's surrounded by you know cops. He's got the two, you know, me, the EMT, and then the paramedic there, so he's not going anywhere. Um, we get him handcuffed to the stretcher, and put them in the back of the ambulance, and start doing our more in-depth assessment. I establish an IV, and I use a 16-gauge uh, just because I can, basically. And when I stuck him, I mean, he screamed and he opened his eyes. So to us, it just kind of confirmed that he was faking. We kind of already knew beforehand he was faking, but now... It's just more more obvious, and obviously the cops knew he was faking all, as well. So transport to the hospital, vitals were all perfect and unchanged in route. I mean, but when we got him into the hospital, it was kind of the same thing again. It was time to move him over to the hospital bed. 
they unhandcuffed him from the stretcher. And again, you know, he opens his eyes and looks around, but there's, you know, me and the paramedic in the, in the room again, there's one or two nurses. I can't remember. Um, but he's got three deputies standing in the hallway looking through the door. So he's not going anywhere. Um, and I think he finally realized that a little later. But like I said, that's about how 90% of our interactions with detained or arrested people go. Uh, they're just looking to prolong the inevitable. They kind of just want their last seconds of freedom before they get locked up. And to a degree, I kind of understand that, but... You know, if you're going to do something illegal, you uh, might as well own up to it and face the consequences because there's uh, there's a lot of things that just can't go can't go uh, overlooked. Uh, but you know, it's it's transporting somebody in custody is most of the time uh, nonviolent, I guess. I guess is what you want to call it. Um, they're, you know, if they're handcuffed, they're not going anywhere. And, and that's why you handcuff to the stretcher. So it's, it's real easy, basically. Um, but most of the time, you know, those guys, they figure it out real quick. You know, once you're got, you're got basically. And, and they figure it out and they kind of just accept it. So, that's pretty much all I got for this, you know, transport, transporting somebody in custody, not really a big deal. Um, just be safe about it. You know, um, don't say anything that's going to provoke them. Just kind of bite your tongue and, and do your job. So if there's any questions, y'all know you can go to Instagram and message me at any time at EMT underscore life underscore podcast. If you got any questions, or any feedback, you know, just shoot me a message over there, and I always will answer it. So with that all said, I wish everyone a great weekend, and God bless.